This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. my channel please subscribe hit the bell this allows me to provide you guys more free content so today i wanted to talk a little bit about what gets us to be motivated or to act and behave based off of gretchen rubin's four tendencies so there are four types of tendencies there are the rebels there are the upholders there are the questioners and then there are the obligers So let's talk through them briefly. The most common ones are the questioners and the obligers. So, first of all, it's, let's talk about the upholders. So, the upholders are they have intrinsic motivation and they have extrinsic motivation. So, what does that mean? That means that these are the people that are the rule followers. So, if people tell them that they need to get somewhere at a certain time, they will likely get there on time or before time, but they will rarely ever be late. They expect people to also follow the rules and be, they are very strict with rules because for them, they just don't understand how people cannot follow rules. So these are the people that when they commit to something, they are committed. They are motivated intrinsically, so inside them, and they are also ex- motivated extrinsically. So if people co- make them commit to something, they will get it done. These people are very reliable, but almost sometimes to a fault. So, these people are hard and fast to rules. If you said that you're going to commit, then there's no real leniency in terms of rule breaking. Another type of person are the rebels. So, the rebels are not motivated by intrinsic factors or extrinsic factors. So, what does that mean? So, basically, if you say, hey, you have to get this done by X day, then their natural inclination is no. Now that you're placing this on me or requiring it from me, then I am not going to get it done. So, these people tend to not live by the rules. They are the complete opposite of upholders. So, the next two are the most common tendencies. First is the questioner. The questioner is basically motivated intrinsically and only motivated outwardly if they believe that it matches their intrinsic values. 
So what does that mean? If I tell somebody to go get gas in their car and then they ask me why, and if I explain to them, well, your gas is at the lowest amount and you have a far drive tomorrow, so it makes sense that you get gas today because otherwise you may have to stop in the morning tomorrow and it'll be stressful on your already stressful day. If that makes sense to them, then they will be more inclined to get the gas at night. Now, if I can't give them a good enough reason to get the gas, they will not get it because until their intrinsic expectation is met, they will not be motivated to move. Now, obligers are probably the most common group and obligers are not able to meet their intrinsic expectations, but they are very good at meeting their outward expectations. So these people, if they commit to a diet alone, may not be able to do it. But if someone were to say, hey, it means a lot to me if you finish this diet or if you finish this work or you got this done on time, then they will likely get it because they are motivated by the outward expectations. So. Let's talk a little bit about each one and how to get people to be motivated. So if we were to talk through each individual and talk about how to get them to change a light bulb, and this is what Gretchen Rubin talks about in her book, but we can talk about the light bulb since she brings it up. So for an upholder, it's pretty easy. You can ask a upholder, hey, can you change the light bulb? And they'll get it done. You don't even have to give them a reason but most likely than not, they will have changed the light bulb before you even had to ask. Now rebels, it's probably faster and easier on you for you to just change it yourself. But you can play games. You could say, oh, I would love for you to change the light bulb, but you don't have to. We can change it one day. And just give this sort of dance around your request. Be a little bit thoughtful. Have to maybe kind of play mind games. But that is the easiest way to get rebels to be committed to act. It's not always easy. So a lot of rebels, even if they commit to themselves, then because they committed to themselves, they feel boxed in. And so they may not commit and actually end up doing the things that they committed to because of the fact that they committed. It's a little complicated to get rebels to move, but if you figure out how they function, then you could just figure out how to play a dance to get them to be motivated to act. So with questioners, I mean, as we just talked about the car incident, it'd be something similar. So it'd be like, hey, can you change the light bulb? Um, the lights out and tomorrow we will have guests here and so we need the light to be working in the room. So as long as their internal expectations are met, then they will be able to change the light bulb. For obligers, the easiest thing is to just say, hey, it would mean a lot to me. I can't get to the light bulb. And so if you were to change it, it would make me so happy. So it's kind of like that guilt trip logic that will work with obligers. Since most people fall into the questioners and obliger personalities, most advertisers aim for commercials that will tug at the emotions of obligers and also answer the questions of the questioners. There are less rebels and there are less upholders. And so the goal is to cast a wide net and to get most of the questioners and the obligers. Now the upholders will go and purchase if they feel like it makes sense and the rebels may or may not purchase. So why is this important to all of us? One, I think it's important if you understand yourself and get to know yourself so that you can figure out what makes you stay motivated and be motivated whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's your diet, it allows you to figure out 
to roadmap your visualizations and also how to get to the end goal. If you figure out that you're a questioner, then you need to figure out every single reason as to why the carnivore diet or a keto diet or a meat-based diet is ideal for you and why fiber, why plants, why all of those things are not ideal. If you get to a point where you are questioning the diet and then you question why you're not having fiber or vitamin C and you feel that there's a weak link, there is a higher chance that you will fall off the diet. If you are an obliger, if you are doing this alone, then it will make it harder for you to stay committed. But if you do the carnivore diet with someone else or you join an accountability group or you do carnivore 75 hard, you will likely have a better chance of succeeding. Now, upholders probably don't need any of this, this and probably are not even watching this video. So the important thing is to get to know yourself so then knowing how you are functioning and also how you can be motivated and stay motivated. And you can also use this logic to then figure out how others are motivated. So I try to understand how my kids function so that I can get them to get things done. So if I want Caleb to be able to eat the liver, then I know he seems like a little bit more of a questioner. And so I try to use sound logic as to why he should eat liver and why it may be ideal for him. Kevin is a rebel. And so it's funny actually, because a lot of obligers will marry rebels because it's just this fine balance. And so with Kevin, I've learned that if I'm just drill, drill, drill information into him, he becomes rebellious and he's like, I don't care. And so he'll almost eat food dyed processed foods in front of me just to be like, I don't care. And so what I've learned over time is I've learned to just give him the facts, let him know, but ultimately let him make his own decisions. And I also may make some comments here and there, but I let him be. And sometimes he may realize on his own that he doesn't want to eat that because it makes him feel less than beneficial. This is why I think knowing the four personalities are so important because it allows you one to know how you are motivated and how you are driven to act. But it also allows you to understand either even at work, the people that work for you, how are they driven? What motivates them to act? Because for every individual, you can't do the same thing because they won't work on everybody. So I hope that you guys find this information insightful and then learn to use it to motivate yourselves and motivate others and so that we can all get back to optimal health. All right, guys, make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place to live please make sure to subscribe because again, this is the only way I can provide free content. Thank you guys. Take care and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.